Hello there and welcome to Community Life. Here we talk with the community experts about their life journeys and learn from each other. Today we have a conversation with Fimia Hamdan, a passionate baker and educator with 10 plus years of experience, always a curious learner, a community manager, strategist and advisor, and an ultimate super connector. So, hello Fimia. Hello Yuri, how are you? Yeah, I'm great. I'm, I'm so happy that we are here talking about you today. Because you always, you know, it's it's so a lot of you out there on LinkedIn. And I really want to get even more of you and get to know you even better. So tell me, what have you baked recently? Ooh, that's a really great question. All right. So the most recent thing that I have baked is banana bread. Now, I am a very passionate baker to the point where one of my friends actually customized an apron for me and had said the quote, um, the kitchen is where the love is, right? I mean, who doesn't love food? I'm a big foodie and baking is one of my passions. It's where I build community and where I bring everybody together over something that I'm passionate about doing. Are you baking communities? Yes, I do. I add a little bit of like what, add a spice of love, <laughs> add a dash of support. I mean, you name it. When I bring it all together, it turns into something pretty amazing. So baking is something I enjoy doing. <laughs> Do you bake using recipes or out of your memory? Uh, so I bake out of a recipe with directions, but if I've done it enough, like banana bread, I can literally just do it from the top of my head. I mean, it's something that I do. And if there is a different ingredient that the recipe doesn't call for, I'll mix and match. I'll do trial and error. I'm like, the worst case scenario is it doesn't taste right. I won't feed it to my family unless they want it. And I'll just redo it. So <laughs> they'll eat anything, Gary. If you find a good recipe, do you follow the same recipe all the time? No, I like to change it up quite a bit. I do that a lot with the cookies. Um, I like to change up what I'm doing. And if there's something else that calls for maybe like a different ingredient, I'm like, you know, why not try something different to explore what my options are? So I make Biscoff cheesecake, which I know people are a fan of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And... You know, you told me about this um, Fimia Bakery mm -hmm. as uh, your friend made you. And I was thinking, have you ever thought about opening a real bakery? Okay. So there's a little story behind that. So I have been baking for I don't know how many years. And one of my friends had actually told me, why don't you bake and start selling to shops? And I said, you know, it is something that I love to do. But you know, sometimes Yuri, when you love doing something, sometimes you're wondering like, do I even want to make it into a business? I feel like it takes away from the love and the passion. It is something that I have considered. I even went as far as creating a logo. I even bought a domain, started the website, but then I paused because I'm just like, do I want to fall into the entrepreneurship of it? I mean, which I know I'm very much capable of doing, but I just wanted to leave it as a passion hobby of mine mm. but my friends have always pushed me or have always told me i should look into it i said maybe in the future not yet maybe down the line it'll be something um but with my family around it's hard you know yuri to keep anything on the table i would not make any profit <laughs> with my family around but hey they are the best food uh tasters that i could possibly have so so blessed but maybe one day we'll never know manifest have you ever 
Have you ever sold at least one piece of what you've made? No. I, when I bake, I give. I mean, I when my when we have gatherings or events, my friends know that I'm the one that's going to be bringing in the baked goodies, right? It's something that I like to do and I've never really charged anyone um for the stuff that I've baked. No. Maybe it's something to consider. <laughs> You know, I'm I'm asking you because once uh, we've made uh, chocolate cookies with M&Ms with my kid and then we loved them so much and the recipe was not that hard. And I decided like, oh, wow, I can sell them to coffee shops, you know, and they yeah. can sell it. And then I baked, I created a lot of them and I even found some coffee shop that was ready to buy it. And I delivered them to the door, you know, all those cookies. And then I calculated the price. I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? I'm going to minus. I'm a bad entrepreneur, so I will not do that. <laughs> and it was so weird, but it was fun. You know, it's a fun story to remember. And then like, no, I should I should have made much bigger price, much because it was all natural ingredients, you know, all good. Oh. I, I used butter instead of, you know, some other stuff. And I was like, yeah, maybe another time. So I was curious about you. So did you ever try that? Because... You know, I feel like in the world we live in, there is so much food, but it's not that yeah. much good uh, of good food. And, mm -hmm. you know, like world needs good food. So oh, we definitely need it. And then homemade baked goodies. Oh, yeah. I mean, I make a mean carrot cake, Biscoff cheesecake, cookies. I do Middle Eastern sweets. Um, I actually did visit a couple of local bakeries just to kind of get an idea of what Mm. um would be expected of me if i did bake from home so there are requirements from the state i'm like it's a lot of work <laughs> yeah exactly um, exactly I'm like there's a lot i'm like do i really have the time for it i mean it could be something down the line but it's really interesting i know quite a few people who are pretty big on instagram who i went to school with that are bakers and cooks and are doing really well um but you know they're in a place where they're they're wanting to do it i'm not quite there yet maybe down the line who knows maybe at the same time here you and i will be bakers and supporting no, each other so never from across the water you know it's so huge multiverse out there you know so you never know maybe in one of the universes we are bakers so <laughs> i'm curious fun. i'm curious have you learned how to cook how to bake or, I mean, did you go to any courses, etc., or you just, you know, tried, tested, and that's how, how you are a great baker? Yeah, so I, so my love for baking um, was inspired from baking shows. I've always wanted mm. to be on the Food Network channel or the Cupcake Wars, or I wanted to be the, the food judge, the one that was tasting um, while everybody was baking. And I'm like, oh, I could be on here. I would be the coolest judge on these shows. I mean, I wouldn't be fun. Um, <laughs> but I also wanted to be a contestant, but also I wanted to be on the other end of it too. I'm totally manifesting this. It's going to happen one day. So my love for baking always came through these shows because I was always inspired by what everybody was making. And I'm like, you know what? Let me try it. And when I started to bake... It just became something that I really, really enjoyed doing. And plus having people around and try the food, there was something really special about that experience that I can bring people together in a different way. Talking about shows, once you wrote that you purposely sit in the front row of a comedy show to get caught <laughs> on the stage, 
So have you ever been called on stage at a comedy show? Let me think. Ooh. Um, so I have tried to get on a few shows, or at least on the stage. Today, was I ever called on one? So the Blue Man Group, I tried, did not get called. I was practically jumping out of my seat for it, too. Um, and then there was another show called Whose Line Is It Anyway? That one I tried, but, you know, I wasn't so close. But in comedy shows, if I do sit in the front, which I purposely do, they will call on me. But have I attempted to get on stage? Or was I called, I should say? No. Would I have loved it? Of course. But I have been called on here. <laughs> and I purposely make my friends sit with me in the front because I know I'll get called on. And of course, I'm the one that's like, here, I'm over here. <laughs> it's so fun. But I, I can imagine, you know, I, I, I'm curious what it will look like. So I bet I will. If you will ever be called on the stage, please let me know. I'm so curious of how it might go. So let's start from the beginning. Yeah. Tell me about your parents. Who are they? Ooh, my, so my parents, they came from overseas. So they came from Palestine, Jordan. So my dad came to New York at the age of 18. He wanted to make a better life for himself. He wanted to explore other job opportunities. Um, and then, you know, obviously he worked enough. And at one point he just, he wanted to get married, went back home, found my beautiful mom. Um, got married and then they moved to New York, which is where they had my older siblings. So we traveled, Yuri, quite a bit. My parents wanted to travel and we went to several states from the northern part of the states to the southern and then back up to Michigan. So yeah, they're still here with me and celebrate and appreciate all the good stuff that I keep doing every day and they keep pushing me. So definitely need parents mm -hmm. like that who inspire. What did you learn from all those traveling you've made? To keep an open mind, to embrace the different people, the different cultures um, that were around. And it was through the travels that I learned that everyone has different perspectives. We all come from different backgrounds. Um, we all have a story to tell. No story is the same. And to learn and appreciate Um, everything that people bring to the table. And it's not always a one-sided view. People have different perspectives on things and you have to embrace it. Um, you learn so much from people and that's the best thing I could have, best gift I you know, received when I was through my travels is keeping that open mind for sure. When you came to a new place, how it looked like for you of getting new friends? Ooh, okay. So one of the first experiences I ever, like that's coming to mind right now is um, when I came to Michigan. So I was in first grade. So what am I about? What? Seven? No, six, seven-ish. And I remember coming to Michigan and it was a different environment. It was a culture shock. I was a Southern girl who had a Southern accent, Texan accent. So I was the one that said, hey, y'all. Uh, how how you doing? And they're like looking at me like, who's this girl? Um, and I was so nervous. I was scared because I didn't know anyone. I came in the middle of first grade when everybody had established friendships. And mm. here I am that looks different, talks different, and doesn't know anyone. So I was um, scared. But again, I just kind of went in with the mindset that I'm going to make new friends and The people that I met were really nice. And that's where I met my best friend of 30 plus years. 
in first grade. So we're still besties till this day. Very nerve-wracking, by the way. How did you get this mindset in seven or six years old? Uh, I had to learn up pretty fast, Yuri. I had to. So, you know, as time went on, obviously, um, but I, I'm one of five siblings. So I'm the mm. middle child. So I had to kind of learn things pretty quickly. Everybody was kind of focused on the older. <laughs> Anyone that has is a middle child will know what I'm talking about, the middle child syndrome. So I was smack dab in the middle. And I had to kind of learn things pretty quickly because everyone's parents were focused on the older or the younger. Um, and I was kind of just like, well, what about Camilla? So I did a lot of exploring. Um, did I get away with things? Absolutely. But that's not mine. <laughs> but I just, you know, through time and friends and the people that I surrounded myself with, I seen things that, you know, parents would not approve of. And I told myself, that these were things that I wouldn't do. Um, I wanted to make my parents happy. Um, and it just kind of came through naturally to Yuri through experiences. And again, I had to grow up pretty fast with, you know, family tragedy, losing loved ones, um, exploring life. I always kind of had that mindset ever since I was um, a little girl to explore and do good in the world. It's crazy, right? I mean, it just kind of stemmed off from a very young age. It's hard to explain, but I think... Those that get it will understand um, where I'm coming from. I just wanted to always do good and do the very best that I could to help people as much as I could. You know, sometimes people are saying, when I grow up, I'll be like that and like that. Do you remember or did you have this moment when like, oh, I grew up? Um, I never really knew exactly what I wanted to be. I do know that when I was young, there was a lot of pressure from family to be like a doctor or go to school. Um, but again, I was the middle child, so I rebelled a bit. And I, yeah, I did. <laughs> and I always had put my foot down and I said, no, I, I want to do this. I want to do what makes me happy. I want to do something where when I can look back, I can say I did it for myself. Um, and not anyone else. And not to say there was no pressure to go into a different direction. But I just basically came in with a mindset. I don't know where I'm going to go, but I do know that I'm going to do some good in the world, no matter what that looks like. So I would wake up each morning saying, I'm going to do something, but it's going to make an impact. What it's going to look like, I don't know, but I am going to figure it out. And it's funny because I'm like living this journey as we speak. So pretty crazy. Do you have a favorite... Do you have a favorite movie or book character? Oh, you got me good. Do a movie character. Uh, <laughs> book? I mean, I've read several books. I love the self-help books. As far as character in a movie, John Wick, um, the guy of speed, Keanu Reeves. I'm a fan of action-packed movies. I can't help it. Or what's the name of the guy? The... Statum guy <laughs> or um, Liam, the one that's on Taken. Like I'm that type of person. I want action packed. That's where I'm going to be. So if I had to choose, I choose those two kinds of characters. Yana Reeves. Um, is it John Statum? Yuri, help me out. <laughs> I'm doing a Ray Freeze. Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of them, you know, like uh, the rock. what's going on. What's kind of coming to my mind right now is Jackie Chan. You know, like he's a oh, super yeah. action man for sure. So. 
Mm-hmm. And you know, it's fun, but I like just today in the morning, I saw a TikTok or YouTube short. I don't know, remember what exactly. And then like Keanu Reeves is coming into the hotel and like somebody like, should I run? You know, and he's like coming like, is this John Wick? So. Oh, I love so John Wick. Fun. I watched the latest one, even though it was in 2021, I went back and watched um, his latest one. I was like, oh, this movie speaks to me. It's like Keanu Reeves going and killing everyone, everyone who he sees. <laughs> It's action packed. I love action. Yeah, exactly. You shared that your mom taught you to stand up for yourself and speak up, that she's your bestie, she's your rock. Is there anything you can't talk with your mom about? Uh, well, back in the day, like when I wanted to hide things from my mom, when I would like get away with things or try to be sneaky or if I did something wrong in school or I didn't get a good grade, that's when I wouldn't tell my mom. Right. (laughs) Um, Because I knew I would be punished or probably grounded. But now I could pretty much talk to my mom about anything. She's my bestie. Um, We have a really good relationship. Do we drive each other crazy? Absolutely. But I don't think there's anything that I can't talk to my mom about nowadays because we've grown to appreciate each other and, We both know we're different. Um, I love her, but we we have different mindsets on things. But we find a medium to come back. She's my travel buddy, too. So can't always travel with everybody, just saying. (laughs) Share with me one of those rebellion situations that you had time back again. Uh, Well, the one that comes to mind is I was supposed to be in 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 class. Um. And my sibling had dropped me off thinking I was going to go to class, but I had planned that day to go out of state and go to an amusement park instead with friends. And it was the best decision I made. Had fun. (laughs) Yeah. And I didn't tell anybody. They thought I was like in school at that time, but I wasn't. I was too busy riding on the roller coaster rides and having fun. So it was the best thrilling day ever. (laughs) So did anyone find out that? Nope. Did you ever tell anyone like years later about that? I did. I told my siblings and they <laughs> laughed about it. My friends knew and they're like, oh, that's innocent, right? It's an innocent rebellion. Peace. <laughs> Sometimes we need days off, Yuri. Exactly. I, I, especially days off school. Totally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't recommend it to the kids if any child, child hears this. <laughs> Uh, explicit content parental advisory (laughs) right there's far worse things that's how i looked at it i'm like there's far worse things one could have done but mine was just innocent and fun and just wanted a break what do you love the most about your family oh i like i love the fact that we're all different not one of us is the same and um we are loud we are crazy um in a fun way and we don't expect each other to be the same way. We have minds of our own and we appreciate that. Um, we don't try to control what the other is doing. Instead, we try to embrace what the other has and brings to the table, which is kind of nice. And given that there's five of us um, and we're all so different from each other and yeah, very loud indeed. But yeah, embracing the differences Yuri, between each of us I think that's what I love the most is nobody's expected to be the same way. So loud, I understand. But what about crazy? 
what I mean, like crazy fun, right? So um, everybody's like at an adventure. I have a sister that is absolutely obsessed with like roller coaster rides. One is more of like, let's go on a trail. So everybody brings a different side. So if there's something different I want to do, depending on who the sibling is, I'll go to that person. Um, but crazy fun is what I mean um, by that. Um, there's always an adventure with my family. And I've got 10 nieces and nephews. So imagine that side um, as well. Very large family. <laughs> what kind of aunt are you? I'm a cool aunt. I'm, I'm a cool <laughs> one. I, so I am on the tough love, but also the one that really encourages my niece and nephews to follow the path that they're most happy with, to try to block out the noise of all the um, society-based, you should do this or you should do that, as I always remind them, I'm like, do what makes you happy. What is it that makes you happy? Follow that and you are allowed to change your decisions if you want to. You are never stuck where you're at. So I try to implement that um, at a very young age because I wish, Yuri, I had more of that when I was their age. So if I can be that kind of aunt, then I'm a pretty darn good aunt, I have to say. I embrace it. And I wonder, you know, sometimes adults don't know what it means to be happy, like what makes them happy. And how to how do you think kids can understand what makes them happy? Well, I ask them, I'm like, what is it that makes you excited? Like, what do you what do you love doing? Like, what makes you smile? Or I pay attention, right? It's through observation. I look at what they're giggling about, or they're laughing at, obviously, in a good way, or, you know, what are things that they're most interested in? I, I tap into those zones of genius you know i look at what they're really strong in and i was like oh wow you really are doing a really good job at x y and z this must really make you happy um and then the things that make them light up and what they talk about most I, i look at that stuff you know um and i just pay attention to it i think sometimes we just have to pause and listen to what they're saying um and it's really interesting what you pick up on But again, it's, it goes back to being aware, Yuri, and being mindful because we're, we can get caught up in being so busy that we miss these moments. So that's something I'm trying to work on a lot as an aunt um, is pause and pay attention. If not, they're going to give me a reality check, Yuri. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can imagine. That. And you know, it's funny, I think that sometimes I'm catching myself learning from my kids. And mm -hmm. uh, sometimes, like, he has such a different perspective on things and, like, saying such wise things. I was like, oh, my God, I've never have thought, uh, I, I've never thought about that. Like, what's going mm -hmm. on? And then, like, I, I need to learn that. So do you learn from your nephews? Oh, all the time. Yuri, they have schooled me so many times that I sit there and I look, and mind you, five and seven. So when they give me, when they school me on things, I look at them like, okay, let's just pause right here. So I'll give you an example. So I had to take care of an email and I had told my niece that I needed five minutes. I mm -hmm. didn't realize my five minutes became 10 minutes. And she literally stood in front of me, I kid you not. And she had said, you need to pay attention to me, put your phone down and do your homework later. And I'm like, Oh my God, is she really telling? 
but she is. And then my other nephew, and they're very honest um, and very straightforward. My other nephew had asked me a question and we give each other homework. So I'd be like, okay, well, tell me about the weather today. You know, um, what is a hurricane? What is lightning? And then he came to me the next day with homework. He said, what are, what are the names of the clouds? I didn't remember what they were. Yuri, so I picked up my phone to check it out. He goes, you are not allowed to ask Siri. You have to use your own mind, your own brain. I feel I like it's like, the hardest part, you know, to... Right? I, it's so it's so easy right now you know to go find yeah. any answer to any question but like if you have to remember oh my god it's just impossible because i'm mm-hmm. i'm currently i'm currently you know going through biology and geography with my kid and i was like oh my god why didn't anyone tell me that it's exactly like that but i was learning the same in the school and i'm like i feel like i didn't learn anything and now i'm like relearning so do you do mm-hmm. homework with them I used to. So majority of my nieces and nephews are, you know, much more independent now. So they do things on their own. Um, but with the younger two, um, here and there, and now that my niece has started kindergarten, I can imagine, or kindergarten, I can imagine her probably asking me. Um, but they have pretty supportive parents. Um, but I did back in the day. I, I remember there were times where I'd come home from work they would be sitting on the table and be like, okay, teacher, Miss H, it's time for our session. And I'm like, I love you guys. I'll help you as much as I can. But your auntie is off, or is off duty off of teaching. Um, but it became so much eerie that it was like um, a weekly thing. <laughs> Just like, I had to pause. Um, but I'll help when I can. But I'm exhausted sometimes that I would have to tell them, you know, let's pick it up in a bit um, once I have my me time first. Yeah, I can imagine sometimes, you know, like adults are not having boundaries from time to time, but I can imagine what it looks like to have boundaries with kids because, you know, you have to be kind, you have to be nice, but also like to tell them that, hey, I might be tired sometimes, I might Mm -hmm. need me time as you told. So I feel like it's an additional, you know, science additional art of talking to Mm -hmm. children and i feel like you've mastered it Mm -hmm. well i mean i've been teaching for over 15 years yuri i've taught from preschool kindergarten elementary i even done middle school high school no because they would have not taken me seriously and those Mm -hmm. were interesting experiences and i've taught adults so i learn just to kind of pay attention. I mean, I've had to, it was part of my job description. Um, And one of the things I had to teach the kids was boundaries, Um, not just with me, but with the people around them, but also with themselves, that it's okay to say no um, to things. And I had to model that. Kids don't really know what boundaries are. We have to teach them. We have to model it constantly and consistently. We can't tell somebody, here's a rule, go follow it. Well, they won't know what it looks like. You have to be the one to teach them what that is and explaining it to them. So I, um, it was funny, you mentioned this. I was talking to my sister the other day about boundaries with kids, how kids will keep asking questions and questions. And we encourage that, right? But we also have to remind them that there's boundaries that if mom or dad is working, um, we'll pick up once we're done with our job or task and we will pick up together later. Um, so we need to model that to them as well. And it's healthy for them to know what that looks mm-hmm. like. So that way they can 
do it for themselves. I had a conversation with Mirla and Young, and she also told me that she were teaching uh, adults and children. And I asked her this question. I want to ask you this question: What is the mm-hmm. difference between teaching adults and children? Oh, <laughs> there's so much differences. Ooh, well, obviously we know the age is a big factor in that one. So the adults are, you know, you can talk to them. You don't have to really necessarily teach them rules. Um, adults already know that rules. Are rules. There are boundaries, um, and there is a respect line, right? There's a respectful line, and with the adults, what was fun about when I was working with them is that we could have an actual conversation. I didn't have to do a lot of the upfront relationship building with them. Um, we we kind of knew that when we were working together, but with the little ones, it's really interesting because they have an open mind to things, and not to say the adults don't, but. They're just so curious, and so many light bulbs. They're very inquisitive and very curious, and they want to learn um, quite a bit. And they ask a lot of questions. But you also have to do a lot of modeling, right? A lot more modeling than I would say with adults, um, with with the younger ones.、Um, they're fresh, you know, so their minds are always constantly moving. Not to say adults are not, but there's a lot of upfront.、Um, Building blocks that you have to put in place for children to know what that looks like. I had to do it a lot because I was a first grade teacher for many years. So you can imagine Yuri what that was. <laughs> you know what? I, what I'm really hearing of what you are saying that adults having their rules already, so they kind of know how to interact. But you also can learn yourself so much from children because they、mm-hmm. are open minded and they always. You know, like asking questions, and they don't know why it, it is that way, and they might question rules that adults made, which is, I feel like, the most interesting part. Where you like,、mm-hmm. but but it doesn't make sense. Why do you say that? And you have to explain why it how it works、mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Yeah, and not to say Yuri that we don't have to model for adults. We all do, right? I mean, when we do. Our、um, spaces, and we're creating environments. We have to kind of build these spaces for adults too.、Um, but I feel like as adults, we already kind of have our mindsets set. We already have things and processes already established. Whereas with the children, we have to model and teach that to them, so that they kind of create their own as they get older. So it, it varies.、Um, so I see the differences, and I appreciated both uh, ends. Um, But it was nice to have adult conversations too, because obviously couldn't have them really with with the little kiddos. Different dynamics for sure. So you zipline over Crocs and Gators. So how、mm-hmm. did you get there? What led you to this ziplining? I have a thrill of adventure, Yuri. I love adrenaline. I love heights.、Um, I am actually scared of water. I haven't told that in the post yet, but I am very much scared of water.、Um, but I love heights. I like trying new things. And here's my thing: whenever I go on vacation, I tell myself, "Camila, you're going to do one thing that you would not be doing when you're back home, or something that you、uh, won't have access to." And I said, "What could I possibly do in Florida that's available there, and probably not back home in Michigan?" And my friend and I were looking at the different types of adventure, and ziplining was one of them. And it just so happened that ziplining adventure involved gators and crocodiles. So 
um, we had to make a pact. My friend was absolutely scared of heights. Um, <laughs> and I was afraid of water. So we said we do one water based, <laughs> one height based. And we made a compromise and we did it. She was not happy with me. Um, but I'm sure she's very thankful of the experience nonetheless. But I just, I push myself. Even though I'm scared, I, I still do it, Yuri. I do things, I do a lot of things scared. Why? Because it's the thrill. It's the adventure. It's something where I don't want to have regrets. And it's not, they're not bad things. They're just things where I'm like, I'm nervous, but I won't know what I'm capable of if I don't try it. I won't know what's out there if I don't explore it. And I know myself well enough to know if I don't do something, I am going to regret it later. So I try to live by the mantra, live a life with no regrets. And I have no regrets. I didn't tell my family until after the fact <laughs> that I did this adventure. Otherwise, I would have given me a lecture. I can imagine. Yeah. Better not tell your family. Better just do it and then see how it works. Because otherwise, nah, it will be a lot of a lot of conversations mm -hmm. and maybe even a lot of this. To not... <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, because as... As as you told, you know, sometimes you have to be open-minded, but it's not that easy because everyone thinking about something from their own perspective. And like, if something makes you feel better, you know, gives you a lot of adrenaline mm -hmm. and makes you fun, it doesn't mean that it will be the same for people who love you because Absolutely. they will be like totally scared of what you're doing. And you know what I really noticed about myself that I don't really care too much about myself so I can do really crazy things. But I won't allow to make those crazy things for my kids or for my wife yeah. because, like, no, you can do that, you know. So it's 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 the weirdest weirdest thing, I guess. Yeah, and you know, if my nephews or my nieces were to tell me that Yuri, I'm gonna go ziplining over crocodiles and alligators, I I probably will be the aunt that's petrified and be like, Are you sure that's the decision you want to make? Are you most positive? Um, let's think this through together. Whereas with me, I'm like you. I just go and do it. Um, I guess we just put, because it's our loved ones, right? We we care about what would happen to them. And then with us, we I don't know. It's it's, a, it's odd, but I, I get where you're coming from. That's how I am Yeah. Uh, with my family members. Except for this case, is there anything that can make you petrified? Um. Uh, If it's involves, okay, so if, if it involves water, depending what that looks like, um, I'm scared of open bodies of water. Um, and uh, skydiving, I want to do, but I haven't built enough. Um, what's the right word for this? I haven't built up that experience uh, just yet. So that one would scare me. And yeah, and then anything that kind of involves big bodies of open water would scare me but here's the thing Gary you'll find me in a kayak and a canoe you'll find me parasailing on a pontoon you're just like hey is she really scared of water but it's because I tell myself do it um just do it so yeah anything water related would scare me um again bigger bodies of water of course but I still managed to get myself to do it And still you've done a lot of those things. So I kind of like still trying to understand like, I'm scared of water. I'm not scared of water. Like what it is really is, you know? <laughs> well, that's why I tell you. That's why I do things scared. I tell myself, you know, I know you're scared. 
I, it's kind of like I have a self-talk with myself. I know you're scared, but um, what do you have to lose by doing this, by going on this adventure? Um, it probably will be the only time that you get to do it. So live it up and experience it. Once you shared a post about backstories, so did you ever have something that goes wrong on one of those adventures you took? <laughs> oh, uh, so one of the adventures I took, it was whitewater rafting, not the extreme kind of whitewater rafting. And I had taken a picture and anyone that would have looked at this picture would have been like, oh, wow, she had such a great time. And wow, it was so perfect. Oh my God, you're so lucky. You know, the whole spiel. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was a great time, Yuri, but what they didn't know in that picture is I had flipped out of the kayak, flipped out, and I'm already scared again of open water. So I was just like in my mind freaking out when I flipped out because it was like going by so fast. And um, I lost one of my shoes. I didn't know where to go. The water's moving so fast. Luckily, my friend was next to me to be able to pull me and drag me off um to the side and people didn't get to see that part of the story because all they seen mm. was the cute picture of me with the boat right so that's why i had made a post that said you know pictures are great but people don't know the full story of what actually goes on in that moment there is a story um behind it so yeah i've had many things that um didn't uh work out the way it was supposed to i mean the kayaking incident when i was in puerto rico late at night um funny story um, my friend supposedly had said she knew how to kayak yuri right so i took her word on it i'm like are you sure she's like yes i'm like are you positive because we are here in the ve very late night of the bayou no one really around um and she's like i got this i was like okay <laughs> but when i noticed that she couldn't paddle use the pedals correctly she's shifting us off to the other side which was way off from where everybody else was so when we finally kind of got the kayak to go in the direction i was like are you sure you got this she's like yes i'm like okay you got let's keep doing it we ended up in a tree stuck in a tree yuri um and i wish there was a picture that did show what had <laughs> happened <laughs> but only i can only say it using my words so yeah that didn't go the way i had anticipated it but It was fun. It turned out to be funny. I mean, she wasn't happy at the time, but we're still, we're safe and we made it back home. Um, so yeah, that was another incident that did not turn out right, but it's, it's your mindset on how you look at things afterwards. You know, I, it feels like that's exactly how most of the horror movies starts. Like, <laughs> are you sure? Yeah, sure. I'm totally positive. Let's do it. You know? Oh, I mean, I have another then, one. Like... We can talk about that one later. That one about the U.S. Coast Guards rescuing me—that's another one, Yuri. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sure and now, and now, okay, okay, got it, got it, okay. So, tell me, how do you feel about time? Time? Are you talking about like time in general, or just need a little bit more context? Just yeah, timing. Time. Just time in general. <sighs> Hmm. You know, I feel like it's going by really, really fast, Yuri. It's going by so fast that sometimes I feel like I don't have enough time in the day that I want to do so much 
um, get so much done and take on so many projects, but I've had to learn to remind myself to pause and just appreciate time and that I'm not a robot. I am human, that I have to make sure that I have mental breaks during my time um, because I have to really focus on my mental health. Because sometimes I can do so much, take on so much that I'm sitting there like, oh my gosh, I don't remember taking a break. So um, it's finite. It's very valuable. And I don't take time for granted um, at all. I did in the past, but not so much anymore. So I use it to spend it with family and friends and I use it to take care of myself too. So I appreciate it as much as I can and try to use it wisely. And you know, there are so many things to do. There are so many projects to start and there are so many uh, things to yeah. try. So how do, you, how do you know if you are willing to invest time into something? That's a great question. I, I look at the, the value of that project and task. And not to say that none of the tasks that I've been offered or, you know, been spoken to about are not valuable. They are. But I look at, Yuri, I look at bandwidth. Do I have enough time to take this on? Am I going to give my full attention, potential, uh, and give it my best if I invest in it? And if yes, I'll go for it. If I feel like I don't have enough time, I'm going to be honest and I'm going to say, I can't take this on right now. My plate is already full. Maybe we can talk about it later on. But I also look at values, Yuri. Does it align with me? Does it involve communication? Does it involve creativity? Does it involve value? Does it speak to me? Um, is it something I even want to do? Um, and I've learned to say no to things that don't. If I don't feel like I can contribute the way I need to, I'm going to say no um, because I don't, I don't have enough time. So, and that's a great question because I've talked to my friends quite a bit about this on the side. I say, I focus now more on the things that bring me value that mm -hmm. make me happy and that speak to my creative side because I'm very much an innovator and a generator. Um, and I'm always thinking nonstop of all these creative things. And I try to be in a space that values that. And if I feel like the person behind this, project is going to value what I offer to the table and I'm going to gain value and we from each other, then I will make it happen. But if I don't feel like there's respect on both ends, I will very much again say no um, to this because I don't, I never want to mislead anyone, Yuri. That's just not who I am and it's not something who I'll ever be. If something involves a huge value for you, for people around you, but you know it will take a huge amount of time. Will you go on this journey? Uh, it depends. So it depends on the person who's kickstarting the idea. If I, if they are able to listen to where my concerns are and timing and bandwidth, and we can figure out a way that works best for you, best for me, and figure out a solution um, to make it work, that's doable for us both, then it probably is something that I would consider. Um, but if I feel like there isn't much reciprocation where you're not really trying to make it work with me, then that to me is like a sign that you're just thinking about yourself, right? But if you come back to me, say for me, I know you're limited with time. I know the value that I'll bring to you and me. Mm. Let's sit together and figure out how we can make it work. But if you're all about Yuri, 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 and I'm just like, he's not really thinking about 
my time. He's not respecting my time too. So is he somebody I would actually want to work with? That's where my mm -hmm. mind um, starts to kick in. Um, and I keep that in mind. I am very much an observer and I pay attention to behavioral patterns. Um, but I want to be able to work with somebody who is mindful of my time, but I'm also mindful of your time. It's about us, right? And not the I, I, I. So if we can figure it out and make it work and chunk it out into pieces, then it is something that I may consider doing. But we have to have a talk first. You know, Femia, you motivate and inspire so many people. And I see you're doing it a lot on LinkedIn and on the talks you give. And I'm curious, what inspires you? Ooh, all of you, actually. Um, when I, and, and it's the truth, I know it sounds cheesy, but really what inspires me is the people that I cross paths with, Yuri. When I see you all motivated and you guys want to make a change and a difference, that inspires me to come back and do the same. And then I also look at Yuri and I ask myself this question every day. What is it that I can do today to make an impact on you? Whether it's me trying to make you smile, if it's me trying to make you laugh, um, it's the human side. What can I do to lead with the people first, a heart-centered approach? What can I do to make it a better space For you because we're all part of the bigger picture here yuri it's not Famia's world it's all of our worlds um and that's what inspires me where can i make the most impact where can i leave that mark that you can be like Famia was a part of that she contributed to that that's what inspires me but mostly it's the people yeah, it, i totally understand what you're talking about because you know I also check a lot of people. I follow a lot of great people from the community world. And, you know, so even, even some messages in DMs, just random messages and random conversations, they're really inspiring. And because for me, why it works for me, because I see, you know, the very similar person on that side. And mm -hmm. I understand, like, we are kind of in the same boat, even though like we have different lives, we have different circumstances, but we are kind of doing very similar thing. And mm -hmm. if they struggle with something, maybe I can help them. And mm -hmm. if I struggle with something, maybe they can help me. And it's always like this, you know, continuous. So yeah, I totally, I totally understand what you're talking about. And I wonder mm -hmm. if you are writing a post, do you have a person in mind? Oh, when I'm like creating the post. Yeah. So I, how my posts work, um, everything that, you know, everybody reads on LinkedIn, for example, is it comes through my work. It comes through my experiences. It comes through my stories. It comes through my inspirations. And then it comes through, again, the creativity um, through my innovative and generating or generator side and I just, I think about ways it's, it's odd. My brain, if you were, it's just wild in there. It's like a tornado. Um, and it's nonstop with ideas. And that's why for me, Yuri, I have to be in a space where I'm given, allowed the space to be creative. And when I come up with ideas, I don't necessarily think of one person. I think of everyone. So the people inspire me. I want to be inspired, but I also want to inspire people. So it goes like hand in hand. Um, and 
just sitting in a quiet space is what brings all of these ideas out of my mind and on the post or written. So there really isn't necessarily just one person. It's a combination of so many people that I've met and connected with. So like this conversation, I mean, you never know what kind of post might pop out tomorrow. I mean, or the next day. I mean, you just, you never know, Yuri. I mean, like your Commune Enough Slack channel, that was amazing. Um, it generated the human side of things. Um, and it wasn't just about who we are and what we do as community builders and managers, but there's more to us than that. We're travelers, bakers, adventurists, enthusiasts, book readers, you know, yeah. podcasters. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you never know, you know, and at the end of the day, we're just humans, you know. So I wonder, like, I'm always saying this a lot about myself that for me, it's very, like, it's super crucial to get to know somebody from the human side first. And only after that, we can talk about anything like working together or whatever. So what place, what place um, in your life have this human connections? Where my place? Um I would say both the personal and professional. I always bring the human side to pretty much anything I do, Yuri, whether it's my personal spaces or professional, because here's the thing. Humans want to connect with people, right? Humans mm -hmm. want to connect with humans, right? We all have a need for connection and there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. It is a human need and it is one that I will always stand by because I know I need it. I cannot work in a space if I'm not connected with the people I'm surrounded with. Um, I'm not at my fullest potential and I'm very well aware um, of that. And I make it pretty clear in the very beginning that I want to get to know Yuri, not Yuri as the community person, right? What, what is it that Yuri loves to do? What is it something that makes you smile? Uh, what are you most excited about? What is a cool project you work on? So the human side approaches always on full speed, <laughs> full alert. It doesn't shut off, but that's where I learn about people. That's where I connect. It's where I really dig deep and I, I build those connections. That's where, that's where it's at for me. And that's where I make the most impact because I know I'm really great at it and I'm okay yeah. to own it um, and say that I'm a pretty damn good connector. But it took me years to own that, um, Yuri. Wasn't, I didn't always wake up in the morning <laughs> and say that. I had to build that up. And it wasn't until I really was observant and I sat on how well I was doing that. I was like, you know what? I'm really great at this. This is one of my really top strengths. Um, and I'm going to make sure that I bring it in every time I am surrounded by people. So it's just humanizing your approach. People are not a product. They are not a sale. They are people. People want to connect with people. You know, I feel like it's super hard for many people to accept that they are great in something. And I totally understand that. And a lot of community builders, they're great in a lot of things, but they always, oh, no, I'm I'm just, no, I'm not that good. I'm just okay. You know, like you're, you're missing me with something. And I wonder, and even when you told that you are great in it, you lowered your voice. So I wonder, do you remember this moment or what was the moment when you understood that you are great in connecting people? Uh, so it took a lot of, uh, 
it took a lot of mindset shifting, Yuri. The person that you see today is obviously much different than the person you would have met years ago. And I think because of a lot of my experiences, um, the ones that I failed at, the ones that I excelled at, the ones where I fell and I failed and all of that, I am probably one of my worst critics. Um, and it wasn't until I really sat with it and I said to myself, why is it that I? it's so easy for me to talk to someone I really care about or just people in general in a very loving and very caring way? Why am I not speaking to myself that way? It doesn't feel authentic that if I'm saying, here, Yuri, you are so great at this, this, that. But why am I not saying the same thing about Fumio? When did it ever become a rule that we can't say that we're not good enough? We're freaking great um, mm. at what we're doing. And we need to own that because we are role models to the younger generation. So if we're talking about ourselves in a very negative way, we're going to believe it, Right. The more you speak to yourself negatively, you're going to believe it. But if you're coming back and saying, no, I am good at this. I'm great at it. I am enough. We start to believe it. Now, do I still have days of like questioning myself? Absolutely. I'm freaking human. Um, but I started to own it. I said, this is what I'm really great at. And I love it. And I'm proud of myself. And why can't we all speak about ourselves in that sense? But it has to come to a level of acceptance here in Yuri until we can finally accept that this is your strength. We have to figure it out for ourselves. And it helps and when you work with mental hardest. professionals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I totally <laughs> they really understand. put it on you. And I'm like, you know what? I need to tuck everything that they're throwing at me. I need to throw it right back on myself. So it helps when you're on mental professionals, you hold yourself pretty accountable. Um, because we need to start valuing ourselves way more, way more. Once you shared that in your car, you'll dance at stop signs or stoplights. <laughs> Has anyone ever danced with you? Uh, yeah, I've had a few people will just look at me and they'll like, they'll pause and kind of wonder and then we'll smile, exchange smiles. And then, yeah, you'll get very random ones who will like kind of be in the same tune. And then you'll have the ones that look at you like you've lost your mind and will keep driving. But hey, I yeah. mean, I'm not hurting anybody. I'm just, I'm enjoying life. Um, it's actually how I met one of my um, first LinkedIn connections. Hmm. We met up um, at a restaurant and she didn't realize I was parked next to her. And I was just so amused by her, her singing skills. And she was just like dancing that I was outside of her car joining her without her real, because I didn't want to mess up her excitement. Right. So she was having a fun time <laughs> until I finally tapped. But yeah, I've had a few, um, that will join in the fun and then others that don't. And that's okay. I wasn't intending for them to join me anyways. Um, it was just more for myself. Yeah, you know, if you share your energy, like even with the world, sometimes people start following you. So that's how it mm -hmm. always works. And also I'm curious, once you, like you tell, you talk a lot about, you know, being who you are, about embracing yourself. And on one of the posts you wrote, like show up as you are, to be seen as you are, to be heard as you are, but how to understand who you are? Yeah, it takes a lot of digging deep, Yuri. Um, it takes a lot of really trying to understand who is Yuri, what is Yuri about, 
What is he looking to talk about? But also, what are your values? What are you centered on? Um, what speaks to you? Not just about what speaks to people. I think it kind of, it always goes back with us. It starts with you. And for me, it took a lot of years of breaking a lot of old habits that I didn't like. Um, and I'm not ashamed to say that I didn't always have this type of outlook or mindset, but it took a lot of experiences as I got older to figure out, okay, this these are the values that Femi is centered on. This is what she wants to speak to. And I know that I'm not going to be always everyone's cup of tea and that's okay. That's mm. not what I'm intending. I'm trying to make the impact where it counts. And I'm trying to find the people who are in that space that want to join in this movement with me. And we're not going to be everyone's favorites. You're either going to attract or you're going to repel people. And that's okay. You have to kind of shift the focus. Because if you're so worried about Erie, what everybody else is doing, you're losing track of you and what you're supposed to be doing in your why. So it always starts back to purpose and why is a big one for me, along with my values. So that's where everything you see on LinkedIn is centered on. It's about who I am and what I speak to. Um, but it took me a while to figure it out. Um, it wasn't easy, but I think I'm on a pretty good journey about where that's taking me. <laughs> what is your favorite book? Ooh, let's see. Let's see if I can pull it out. Uh, one second. So I'm going to dip down. I know I have this book. It is. <laughs> Ooh, I got I have to show everybody. Uh, <laughs> If you guys only seen the books that I have, you would be like, what is Vinia doing? <laughs> um, gosh. This one right here. I, I mean, it's not a book. I mean, I have many, many favorites, um, Yuri. I really do. But this one right here, which is called Breaking the Code, um, it's Stop Looking for Answers and Start Enjoying Life. So this one was kind of, Um, a stepping stone for me when I was started out my journey out of teaching. And it kind of really opened up my eyes that there's so much more that I need to explore and I'm not limited in what it is. So this is probably one of my favorite ones. It's not very well known, but to me, it meant a lot because it's when I started to break out of my journey of teaching and I started to really explore what else was out there. So yeah, Breaking like the Code I'm is one of them. I feel like I'm adding one more book to my long, long to read list. I have more. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine. I can't imagine. You know, I feel like I have already like 20 books or something and it's always not enough time. And even though I'm reading like in parallel, I would say three to four books and it's like mm -hmm. just impossible to, you know, I'm just like, oh my God, people, why do you write so many amazing books? Can you just, can't you yeah. just write one book? Not hundreds right? of books. We've yeah, enough time in the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so fun. But I want to ask you one of the questions that you asked people on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. What footprint will you want people to remember you for? Ooh, great. Oh, that's a really solid one. For me, what footprint? The footprint I want to leave, Yuri, is that Femia made an impact in the world and for better change um, that I helped curate and build really warm and safe spaces for people. I feel like we don't have enough for those that consider 
people's mental well-being and not just from the member side but from the employee's perspective i want to be able to change that i want to be able to foster better connections in a much healthier way it's one thing to say you're connected to people but how exactly are you doing that are you taking into consideration the well-being of the people around you because anybody can say they're doing that but what are you actually doing to fix that and i feel like for me i am on that stone i'm on that journey um to create those and make that social impact of creating better spaces by leading conversations having the conversations that some people might want to tiptoe around but i probably more than likely with the team that i'm with will probably stand up and say no this doesn't look right are you considering everybody else's perspective because if it's mm. one sent one sided you're doing it the wrong way it's about the people that are involved it's not about just you it's about the we and that's where i want to leave that footprint knowing that i had i contributed to that bigger picture in the world so that's the impact i want to make so my connection side one connection at a time would you like to get a feedback of this impact or it's okay if it will be like in 100 years i'm up for the feedback i mean i think for us any feedback we always kind of like oh, what is this person going to say what are they going to think but it's really important to know your feedback and to know is it actually making an impact it is it actually working and there are ways to get feedback i think when we're doing it in a very constructive way that's good feedback but if the person's wanting to give feedback that is rude or negative mm. why why So I think it depends on your the feedback. My thing is if you have nothing nice to say that is not constructive and it is not in a way that's going to improve what we're doing, why? Why are you saying it in the first place? Right? I mean, I'm and I've witnessed a lot of this. I've noticed a lot of the belittling and the judgment and the labeling. Why have that? That's not the kind of impact I want to make and I don't want to be a part of. I'm looking at what can we do for the better. for the the greater good of the people. So, I welcome feedback um because mm. if it helps me in what I'm doing, then yeah, why not? Let's do it. But if it's anything other than that, then what what is that one there's a song that or there's a saying that says um uh I can't remember it, but it was something like if you have nothing nice to say, then just scroll on by. <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know, like why to spend your time about and just, you know, offending people or like making them feel bad. You know it's it's always i feel like you know sometimes somebody is like passing near you and like tells you one crazy word like mm-hmm. and about you know like oh i don't like your pants or something like that and then you know this sounds always in your mind even this even though it's some kind of strange person like who cares about those people but yeah i totally i totally get what you're talking about and you know really fix me up I wish to have the sky as a limit but time is limit to our conversation. I know. So let's <laughs> jump to the rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Yes. Read or bake? Bake. Kayak or ATV? Oh, ATV. <laughs> What are your favorite color and song? songs blue and yellow are my absolute fave songs anything that is pink um uh sia or is pop rock or i even like some country music not many people know that about me but i am a country um country girl um not the old school but more of the pop rock country 
So those Can are my you name types. one of those songs? Ooh, like for, okay, so for like country-related, I would say like Sam Hunt or Gabby. Um, I believe Gabby Strong, I can't remember. Um, and then Pink, let's see, Raise Your Glass is another one. Mm. Very much love her um, her style. And then Sia, any one of her songs really speaks to me. I just love her voice. It's different. It stands out. It's not like everybody. Um, yeah. Her voice stands out. You recognize her voice anytime a song goes on. It's like, that's her. Yeah. She just sounds real and raw. If you were a superhero, what superpower would you have? <laughs> Ooh. I don't know. Have you ever heard of Shira, Princess of Power? She kind of would um, lead the pack. It's one of those old school, not many people remember because it was like back in the day, but she's someone that I would definitely love her superpower. And it was um, putting a stop to the bad guys. Um, mm. That was her superpower. Uh, was putting an end to the nonsense, to the negativity, Yuri. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Uh, I love Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you learn from in the community world? Name just one person. That's a tough one, Yuri. Oh, who do I learn from in the community world? Do I have to pick one? Or can I just say everybody? Can everyone be considered one? Uh, you know, we are kind of like all part of something big. And it's kind of cheating, but you can always do that, you know? like you can Yeah, do I'm going to cheat want. today. I'm going to be the rebel and I'm going <laughs> to cheat today. I'm going to say everyone. Only because, Yuri, I really do learn from so many people um and everybody brings a unique style and perspective to things so i really can't think of any specific person at that moment it's literally everyone because we're all part of the bigger picture um i mean you bring a different perspective um nicola brings another perspective heather max shout out to you guys if you're listening here <laughs> and so many more in the community world and um, I just appreciate everybody's different views on things. So I, I can't really pinpoint someone. So yes, I'm going to cheat today and say everyone. <laughs> you know, here is the question that you can't cheat on. So name two people who I should definitely reach out and invite to community life conversation. Ooh, uh, Neely is one. I'll give you her last name. She's freaking phenomenal. She's a, she brings a spicy takes to leadership. Um, she's one. And then, um, I wonder if Zainab would be another one that would be okay to come. She brings like the golden snippets, the way she really snips all of your information and what you want to say into one golden piece snapshot mm. is amazing. And I actually am talking with them too um, in my next call. Um, and then mm. Jenna's another one. She is really phenomenal um, with her writing. She has an interesting way of bringing in humor into her writing that makes you laugh, but also you are learning how her writing style is really interesting. So I've got three for you, maybe a few more that you can just want to pick and choose from. Yeah, I will definitely, I, you know, I, I'm now I know who to ask, you know, if I need somebody to talk to. Oh, I know a lot of people. And <laughs> <laughs> is there one question that I definitely should have asked you, but didn't? I think you've hit everything, Yuri. <laughs> I think you have, um, you know, because you took everything from a different side. It wasn't just about me, what I do as an impact advisor or community, but it's also like things that Pamia likes to do other than just her job. 
um, travels, baking, crazy, zip lining, all that stuff. So no, I think you covered it pretty well. I feel like, you know, at least from what I've heard and what we had conversation with you about, I feel like what you do, like from the professional part of you, is very in line with what you do in your personal life. So it's so super connected and, you know, it, you don't have to just go back home and like, okay, so here is my professional code. I'm leaving it here and here is me, Fimia at home. But I feel like you are living the values you are sharing with people and, you know, mm -hmm. you can't change them depending on like, are you working or are you at home with family? So definitely it's like different ways of sharing one of those, you know, things. But in general, I bet you are who you are and it's amazing. And I'm always love talking to you and I'm learning yeah. a lot from you. And, you know, I follow you on LinkedIn and it's always good to listen, to hear the stories that you are sharing and to, you know, you always know how to highlight people where you're talking mm -hmm. about. So yeah, totally great connector and a great human being. And I'm super happy that you. you opened even more at this conversation. So thank Absolutely. you very much for that. Well, thank you, Yuri. I'm just, I'm so humbled that you would consider having me on your amazing show. And it's just a great place for you. You're highlighting people, right? You are bringing people that have different stories to share. And we wouldn't know this if you didn't bring us on the show, right? We'd be like, oh, I did learn that Femia was actually kind of scared of uh, water, but there she is in a kayak, <laughs> acting all silly, right? But no, I really just am so blessed and thankful to be here with you. And I appreciate you. You've been a, such a great friend, Yuri. So thank you. Thank you very much for such a kind words. And yeah, see you in the community world. Bye, everyone. And thank you so much for listening. If you liked the show, hit the like button or five stars and share it with your friend. That's it. We're done. See you in the next episode.